This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. And I would not have thought if you had told me a month ago even that we would be sitting here, Elliot Short Parks, on Thanksgiving weekend and a happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. I hope everyone had a wonderful time with their family and food and football and Dallas losing. <laughs> and I would have, I, I know that made your Thanksgiving. Oh, Dallas I know, sucks. I know the Seltzer oh. house, household was happy to watch that. It game. was all I needed. Honestly, it was, yes. it was the, the cherry on top of a beautiful Thursday at home with the family, Elliot. But I, I would have never thought even one month ago, one short month ago that we would be sitting here heading into the weekend of Thanksgiving weekend. And the Eagles playing a game against the giants and thinking, Oh my God, the Eagles have a chance at the playoffs, the division's back open. What is going on, buddy? How are you? Man, things change quickly in this league, right? Oh, I mean, oh, man. Oh, like, buddy, we wanted to fight about that a month ago. Yeah, and look, the standings, we'll, we'll get into their chances at the, at the division, but I think the important thing to point out is Right now, the Eagles are playing the best football in the division. The Eagles are playing better than the Cowboys yeah, are right now. Yeah, I don't now. think there's any the, question. Yeah, I, I don't think there is on either Dallas side of the ball, right? The lost three of four. The Eagles have won three of four. Boom. Absolutely. Um, and we'll get into the disaster that is the Giants. But, yeah, look, I think going into this this stretch, you know, you, you look at the numbers, you look at the schedule, you look at their chances of making the playoffs, you look at, again, who they have coming up, and it's all right there for the taking. It is all right there for the taking. And it really just comes down to, like, do you trust them to do it? Do you trust them to do it? And as you mentioned, a month ago, I didn't trust this team to win a single game. When they were coming back from Vegas, I thought it was over. I thought this team was a disaster. I thought things were going to fall apart. But that's not that team anymore. They're not the team anymore that coming into the season, you know, were viewed as one of the worst in the league. They're, they're not this, but Pro Football Focus has them ranked as the seventh best team in the <laughs> NFL, which is wild. Like, I don't agree with that, but still, right? Like, they are playing a much better brand of football than they are right now. And I think that's uh, part of the reason why I'm a little confused. People are so worried about this game 
Um, and so, yeah, we got a lot, a lot to get into. Playoff talk, obviously the big game, and uh, it's just crazy to be where we are. Yeah, I think you hit on the word, the, the trust, and that, that's what I really want to get into today because I'm, I'm really torn, Elliot, in that like going into this game, I feel incredibly confident that they are better than the New York Giants, that they will handle business against the New York Giants. I've said multiple times over the last couple weeks that you know, just the fact that the Eagles do one thing at a super elite level, the best yeah. in football right now, like that might be enough just to beat bad teams. Like that one thing might be enough to beat bad teams. So like I'm I'm confident that that this thing that they're doing right now is working, that the the, the offensive line is that good, that Jalen Hurts running this particular offense is that good. Like I believe in that. And yet there's a part of me, Elliot, that even though I, I feel confident going into tomorrow, I feel confident going into this stretch run that I just can't fully trust this team yet. I'm still scarred by a month ago. I'm still scarred by how long it took them to figure out that you could be the best running team in football by just actually running the ball. Like, I... I I'm I'm struggling right now, Elliot, because I do mm. believe in this team. I think they are better than a lot of the teams they're competing with here, and I think they have a really good chance to make the playoffs, and yet there's a large part of me that just can't cross that metaphorical threshold. Yeah, and look, I, you know, I don't know if I want to use an analogy or whatever, but you almost sound like someone that was in a bad relationship and you just got to move <laughs> on from it, right? Like, like we get it. They they made a mistake. Like, you're the Nick Sirianni, the head coach of your team, like, he hurt you. He hurt you earlier in the year, right? You asked him to run the ball. He wouldn't do it. He didn't listen to you for weeks. It was frustrating. But you know what? He changed. He changed. He did what you wanted him to do. And I think that that's an important thing to point out. If you're someone out there listening and, you know, you don't trust the team, right? And you're saying, no, they're not going to go on this run. Like, they're the team that people wanted them to be. Like, all the first month, five weeks, and let's be honest, like, last 10 years, right? People have <laughs> wanted the Eagles to run the ball. That's what people wanted the Eagles to be. That's what the fan base wants this team to be. They want them to be a physical, hard team that, you know, runs the ball and just dominates the other team. That's what they are. That's what they've become. And that's why I think we're talking about moving forward. They're not winning these games with like trick teams on special plays. They're not winning these games because Jalen Hurts is, you know, running for 150 yards a game and evading pressure and all, all that stuff. Like he's played well, don't get me wrong, but they're winning these games the way that it's very easy to win in the NFL. Like if you could come up with how going into a season, how do you want to win? How do you want your team to win? It would be Dominant offensive line play. Number one, point blank, the number one way you want to win in the NFL is winning the line of scrimmage. And they're doing it. And they're dominating it each week. And this opponent they're going up against is especially uh, susceptible to that. Like, it reminds me a little bit of, you remember, after the Raiders lost, going into that Lions game, uh, people viewed that as like, ah, who knows what will happen, right? Like, the Lions, blah, blah, blah. No, the Lions were really bad. And the Giants are really bad. Like, I, I have a list of stats here, and I don't want to – tally them all off now but at one point i would like to oh yeah but the, the, <laughs> we're gonna have the, our stats session it'll be good yes yes i'll be i'll put on my reuben frank hat for a second and just read a bunch of stats but um no look like the giants are really bad and the way the eagles play is a, a very is a way that you should trust them they're the team james that you wanted them to be they're the partner you've been waiting for this is <laughs> they, they are the team that you can trust moving forward yeah and it's so funny because I, I think back obviously last season was a lost season a disaster all that stuff but i think back to two years ago and i think there are a lot of parallels to where the eagles were at heading into that stretch run the idea of you know five and seven 
last four games against the division? Can they run the table? Can they make the playoffs? And yet, I had, even though they did it and they made the playoffs that, that year, like, I never felt confident about that team yeah. going into games. Like, I actually trust this team more. I really do. I trust this team more going into this Giants game than I did, like, a parallel situation. Those teams going into those Giants games, which they barely won. I, I trust the Eagles going into this. And yet again, like, there's just a part of me that that is still scarred and is still unwilling to believe. But to your point, you're right. Like, again, they do one thing, the best in the NFL. They're the best running team in the NFL right now. And, and they have the best, potentially, they, they have the best offensive line in football right now. Ray Dinger said that on the Midday Show this week. He had said a week before they have the best run-blocking line in the league. And this week he goes, you know what? They're just the best offensive line yeah. in football, flat out. The Philadelphia Eagles have the best offensive line in football. And, and again, I go back to that point where, to, to the thing you started the show with, the idea of, like, what a week-to-week league this is right now. You know, we've seen it so much over the last month. I mean, you know, road teams have won more games than home teams this year. You know, we've seen the Bills go from a team that can lose to the Jaguars to a team that dominates the Saints last night, you know, two nights ago. Like, it's so up and down with all these teams. There's no great team. There's no team that you look at and say, well, they're winning the Super Bowl. Like, and there aren't even teams where you say, oh, they're way better than the other teams. And and I do think that the Eagles finding their identity right now with this smash mouth run the ball thing and just be the best at it like they could go on a run here like it wouldn't be the craziest thing ever to think they could you know win their next four or five games here against these bad teams yeah look you brought up the 2019 season and I I think it's true just in the way that they went on that run late in the year Joe Giglio has mentioned this, and I think it's a, it's a perfect comparison. This team reminds me of the 2013 Eagles. If you remember that year, sure, Chip Kelly's year, sure. rookie year as a head coach, they get off to a bit of a slow start. I think they were maybe one and three, or at least they were at they least were, one and they two. They were one and three. Yeah, they were one and three after that really impressive Week One win in Washington. Much like the Eagles had an impressive win in Atlanta. Um, you know, then 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 they get, they get off to a rough patch, and then they get going. Right? Nick Foles had an awesome year that year. That was a 28 and two year, 29 and two year. Um, where he, he was, you know, a Pro Bowl-type quarterback, Pro Bowl MVP, actually, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and they got going, right? And they got to the playoffs. And they had that Week 18 game in da- – or Week 17 then. Week 17 game in Dallas for the division. And I think that's where this is going. Like, if you just look at the wow, momentum of where buddy. things are – Look, at the beginning of the year, I said I thought they'd win the division. It looked really bad for a while. It's back alive. Like, I, watching that Dallas game uh, on Thanksgiving – Dallas is a flawed team right now. They're banged up. Their defense is falling apart, which was a major change to them earlier in the year, right? The offense was good last year when when Dak was healthy. The major difference was the defense. The defense was getting torched by Deshaun Jackson, giving up 33 points. Like, the defense is falling apart for for Dallas, and that's huge because you look at their schedule. They have the Cardinals, right? They they have the Saints in New Orleans, which makes that a much tougher game. They have three straight road games coming up. Just that alone, I mean, the, the numbers on the third road game for teams when they play three straight road games is horrendous like it's very rare you win that third straight road game you know yeah exactly so I I think that things are starting to trend the Eagles way and I think people should believe in the team uh because they've they've deserved it right again this is not smoke and mirrors they've earned it you're saying yeah they've earned it yeah they've earned it yeah this is this sorry about that you know me and the analogies. It's not, it's not that good. But uh, they've, they've earned it. This is not smoke and mirrors. They're not doing this in a flawed way. They can continue to win this way. And, and you know, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say, 
I'm a converted, I've converted into a run the ball guy. Like earlier in the year, I was saying, yes, of course you need to run it a little bit more, but I believe you win by passing in the NFL. It's like, you have to pass. You have to have your quarterback throwing 30, 35 times a game to consistently win. I don't know if that's true anymore. If Jalen Hurts can stay healthy and if he can keep being the like the exact player he is right now, I don't see why they can't win into next season this way either. Like they, they their thing could be a physical team. That could be how they win. Early in the year, I didn't think that would be how they could do it. But now I'm convinced. Like I think they've found a winning brand of football that they can ride, you know, for the rest of this year, obviously uh tomorrow against the Giants, but even into next year. I really think they've found a formula to, you know, make this rebuild go a lot quicker than a lot of people thought. 215-592-9494. Do you trust this Eagles team? It's crazy that we're even saying this, but do you trust this team? Obviously, going into the Giants game on Sunday, we know the history. We know that, you know, even though the Eagles have dominated the history for the last, you know, umpteen years, whatever 20 it is. 20 and 5. Yeah, yeah. like just dominated. They, they're, they're close games. It's never easy. It never feels easy. Obviously, there are, there are some, you know, outlier games, but it always feels like the Giants play the Eagles tough. Do you trust the Eagles to go in there tomorrow and handle business and, and subsequently handle business moving forward? Is this a team yeah. that's in the midst of a run? They've won two straight. We know the schedule. It's the Giants. It's the Jets. It's Washington. It's the Giants again. It's Washington again. Like, up until that last game with Dallas, and we'll get into the division stuff a little more later, but but every single one of these games is eminently winnable. And for this Eagles team, this version, this group that we're watching right now the last two weeks, if they can carry it over, like, it should be games they should win. Like, if they can continue to play the way they're playing, they should be expected to win these games. Do you expect it? Do you trust this team to go on a run starting tomorrow? 215-592-9494. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Let's go to Edmonton and talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, man? How you doing? Tom, hey. I'm good. I'm good. I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yes, did you? We did. And, we did. and now, I guess, and now I it's guess Christmas ne- season, Tom. Now it's Christmas season, so it's the best well, time. Well, you year. guys can open presents together now that you're neighbors. You're damn right, I know. buddy. Damn right. <laughs> so let me I texted James a few days ago to ask if he had a tool I needed. It's I like, what world are we living in now? Was that total serendipity at its finest, or did you guys plan that up? No, no, serendipity. No. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot wanted to move back to the city. They were looking around, and the, and the place they liked most just ended up being... 50 seconds from my front door. Be- believe fantastic. it or not, as, as awesome as uh, as my fiance Kristen is, she probably wasn't going to let us pick a house based <laughs> on where my podcast player lives. But, but it ended That's up working fair. out well, yes, yes. So, um, you know, this season's been so crazy. I'm now taking your dinner order, Elliot, as a thing <laughs> to our bet. I, I mean, know, things crazy. do change quickly, Tom. I, I don't remember a crazier season. Um. And I'll tell you, I'm in on this team, but I'm not in on this team. And what I mean by that is the short term I am. I think that this is definitely sustainable through this season. Um, But I don't see it being sustainable long term. Um, I still have to see more with Hertz's passing game because, you know, you run, you run, and you could run right into the playoffs this year. But by next year, teams will start figuring it out and, and forcing him to pass. Yeah, look, I, I see that, and there is still a part of me, like the core of me, that agrees with you. But then part of me also thinks, you know, teams can prepare all they want. I don't know if you can prepare for, like, 700 pounds of offensive line on the left side in my lot and, and, Dick, and, and Landon Dickerson, right? Like, I do think yeah. there's a part of it where the whole league is gearing up to start to stop the pass. 
that the Eagles, in maybe a roundabout way, maybe intentionally, maybe not, are running guard. almost like a bully ball, like a, a bully. Z- ball zig when others right? zag, as they say. Yeah, like it's like there in the NBA go. where everyone's shooting the threes, and so the Sixers now they failed at it, but they tried to go big, right? Like so maybe yeah. maybe it is sustainable. I mean, who knows? Well, we shall see. But like I said, I am in on them for this season. I totally recalibrated. I, realistically, I see them probably four and two down the stretch. But I got to tell you, forget about playoffs. With the way Dallas is showing they're the paper champion again of the league, yeah. I, this division's there oh, for the grab. Oh, God, can you believe it? Can you? A, week, a month ago, we're like, look at this Dallas juggernaut. No, they might win the Super Bowl. And now, I'm, but I'm with you, Tom. Like, and especially you know when guys go down, like you you see without C.D. Lamb, without Amari Cooper, how how one dimensional that offense can become. It's uh, look, they have not played well. The Raiders were reeling, and the Raiders went in and mm-hmm. beat them on a short week. In well, Dallas. I got to tell you that that situation worked out well for my fantasy squad because I have Michael Gallup, so <laughs> that worked out well. <laughs> And the other thing, too, look, we've talked so much about this schedule and how it's advantageous for the Eagles. One thing we haven't really brought up is week 18 is in Philly. Like, if that game ends up mattering, that's yeah. a huge advantage. You know, you look at Absolutely. 2013, right? It was in Dallas. A few years ago, it was in Dallas, too. Like, getting that game in Philly, you know, I, I, it's a huge advantage for the Eagles. All right, so I got the uh, I got the birds winning tomorrow, 27-23. Uh, what a rare, like- rare thing on this show this season. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the first time I picked them I, to win this I year. I thought it was, too. I wasn't 100% sure, but that's what it felt like. Wow. Yeah. Well, I picked a tie against the Lions. Well, so listen, I, they're, I they're proving my 4-12-1 prediction way wrong, so I'm loving it, and you fellas have a fantastic weekend. Oh, Tommy, you're the best, my man. Yeah, how about it? Tom from Abington picking a win on the show yet to happen this yeah. season. But, again, that's also why I'm, I'm I still – I still get a little nervous just because of, of like you said, the, the recent history of my relationship with the Eagles, you know, makes it hard for me to just jump back in because I'm worried that right when I'm all in, they're just going to say, ha, I'm leaving you. So, <laughs> Well, and, and you being willing to change your mind, which you always are, you're a smart man, so, you, you know, you change your mind frequently on things. But you, you being open to it, I think, because, look, like you were very much in the camp of, Fire Howie, this team's a disaster. I don't want to say you wanted them to lose because I know you always root for them, but you you saw that losing in some ways was was a better path, or you thought that, right? So the fact that you're changing your mind, I do think speaks to really how crazy this turnaround has been because a month ago, I would have never guessed, as you started the show off by saying, that we would be four weeks later and you'd be saying, yep, win, they're going to do it. I mean, you you were ready to go for it's draft true. picks, right? And so things have changed. 215-592-9494. Do you trust this Eagles team all of a sudden? Can they sustain this? Can they keep this going and will it start? tomorrow in new york against the giants 215-592-9494 tell you to james it's go birds radio and let me remind you that one of the things that we love most about our park sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets they offer lots of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the games that much more exciting in football. You can bet on passing and rushing yards, bet on who's going to score touchdowns and hoops. You can bet on points, rebounds, assists, hockey, bet goal scorers, and so much more. Plus, with the live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays, the Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And more than anything, we're 
watching these games anyway. We're watching football all day tomorrow. It just makes the games a little more fun to have a little action on it. You're more invested. You're more locked in. The whole thing is a lot more fun. And, hey, bonus, you can win some money while doing it. And here's the deal. If you sign up right now and make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching, or you can bet on any game, just download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded and site credit. The Park Sportsbook app. The website has all the terms and conditions. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. Penn State, Michigan coming up after that on WIP. So keep it here for that as we are talking Eagles heading into the Giants game tomorrow. An actual trust with this team and it is as hard as it is to believe do you trust this team going into the game tomorrow to handle business a, a division game which are always tough and then and then to ride out the streak and and make the playoffs and make some noise 215-592-9494 let's go back out to the phones let's go to south philly and talk to our good buddy darren yo d what's up brother what's up elliot Man, it's been a while. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a minute. Good to uh, uh, good to hear from you. Well, first off, brother, I love you, but I have to, you, I have to correct you. Michigan already mm-hmm. beat that Penn State team. It's Michigan State. It's little brother. Oh, Michigan's my fault. Yeah, beaten, you're right. Look at you. Michigan's currently involved in the game. That's why Michigan I State. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Look because, at you. Because uh, because uh, you know that's go blue. But uh, uh, Elliot, I mean, I, I'm I'm I have faith in the Eagles as a third, but I'm looking forward. Have you had a chance to? Uh, Check out any college players, you know, certain right, right, right end from uh, Michigan that looks like the embodiment of a younger J.J. Watt, only more polished. Yes. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, what's interesting about this draft is a month ago you would have said, you know, it's unfortunate for the Eagles that it's not quarterback heavy. But now that Jalen Hurts has really turned it around, one thing it is heavy on is pass rushers at the top. And that, that fits perfectly for this team because they need to address the pass rushing Pass position. rushers, linebackers, and yep, safety. Exactly. There's Safeties. one, two, three picks, keep them. So I'm happy. But, uh, brother, I, I love you. Um, I, I, I'm, I have faith in this game, per se. I don't think it's going to be close because uh, uh eagle that de- deserves to be in the uh, Eagles Hall of Fame will be up there inducting that idiot Strahan. And I think that in- emboldens our line. And I think we run for 250, 300 yards, and we blow the Giants out. They quit. Like, I mean, they fired the clapper. They got the idiot coach from Cleveland, like, uh, playing offense. I'm not scared of that. I'm worried about the following week against the Jets as a late- letdown game and then the game after that. But I do see the well, playoffs. Well, if you remember, the Darren, the, the Eagles already beat the Jets this season in a joint practice. So they're already. <laughs> they're, uh, they're Elliot, they're Elliot, already Elliot, 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 you were doing so well. I'm trying. You talk about no. practice? Really? Come uh, on, We'll yeah, find out in two weeks how much it mattered, I guess. Yeah. Yes, we will, because hopefully Joe Flacco's playing. <laughs> yeah, D, great call. Much love, brother. Right, brother. Uh, love you all. Love Bye. man. Yeah, look, you I, know, go ahead. The, the other thing, just quickly, you know, we talked about how it changes week to week. Think about the perception of the Eagles and the Giants have changed in the last, you know, two months, right? Coming into this year, the Giants were trying to win. They were a team that was like, this is our year. We're building off of last season. They were favored ahead of the Eagles to win the division. It was it was close, but, you know, the Giants had better odds. I'm almost positive their over-under was higher because the Eagles was six and a half. The Giants, I think, was at least seven. 
and look at where they are now, right? Like the Giants are one of the biggest dumpster fires in the NFL, like point blank period. You could almost convince me to be Detroit before you could convince me to be the Giants. Like I look at them and I think that their their future is absolutely bleak. The Eagles could lose tomorrow, who knows? But I think the Giants are one of the biggest dumpster fires in the league right now. And that's good for the Eagles moving forward because they're going to get to play them twice a year. They're going to be in the division, obviously. And yeah, I, I just think where the Giants are at, like, it is not a place I would want to be as a franchise. Yeah, dude. I look, you know, we all, and I'm sure we've gonna we're gonna have some Howie Roseman shows coming up, depending on on which direction the season goes and all that type of stuff. And as much of a you know Howie hater as I have been, and I I stand by the vast majority of what I've said. I mean, David Gettleman is like markedly yes. worse. David Gettleman is so far and away the worst general manager in this sport. Like he he is really the definition of of playing checkers while everyone else is playing chess. I mean, he is he is just a disaster. Never fire well, him. <laughs> Never fire him. And and you know, Joe Judge not so much anymore. But he was a big, like, at the podium, tough guy, right? Like, we're going to compete. Oh, we're going to yeah. be a physical team. I would never do that as long right. as I'm – I will never do that. And you know what? You know what I respect about Nick Sirianni compared to Joe Judge? Nick Sirianni, at least when he says something at the podium, he doesn't back down from it. Like, we can make fun of him. We can whatever. But he stands by what he says. Here's the thing, Joe Judge. If you're going to throw a hissy fit last year because the Eagles sat their starters, then don't this year be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. We're not talking about it. Like, no, you were upset about <laughs> it. You know, like be a man about it. Like you said you were upset about it. Back it up now and say you're also mad. Like for whatever you think of Nick Sirianni, he backs up what he says and he believes what he says at the podium. Yeah. Right? And I think that it just shows what Joe Judge did last year was just for show. It was fake. He didn't really feel that way. Well, they were a six-win year, team. Yes, it exactly. It's just embarrassed to have said it in the first place. I'm sorry you didn't make the playoffs because you only won six games. Sorry, loser. And also, it, it is funny, though, that you bring that up. We'll get right back to the phones. 215-592-9494. Get on the line now. I, if the funny part is that, that that gets brought up now and stuff, and and it is because the Giants are so bad and such a, a – uh, uh, you know, seemingly like uh, meaningless opponent in that way that like this this game should have that right. This game yeah. should have the we're the Giants and we're so mad that you tanked last year in the tank bowl. You know, you screwed us. Everyone's so angry, but no one cares because the Giants suck. Their fans don't care. The team doesn't care. No one cares because they stink so bad. It's a beautiful thing. They should well, care. Also... This should be that whole. This should be the storyline of the game. The tank game. It's not. Yeah, and it was just, it was manufactured. It was manufactured. The Eagles did the correct thing by sitting their starters. Now, they did execute it poorly, right? Like, yeah, that's on the as poorly, as, poorly, poorly. as it could have been executed. No question. But then the other narrative that to this isn't getting discussed enough is like, if the Eagles don't take that game, and I know that they ended up trading around, so it didn't completely work out, but the Giants wanted Devontae Smith, and the Eagles got Devontae Smith because of how things worked out. So, yeah, I mean, t sitting the starters was obviously the right move. Uh, you know, failure by the NFL to make this game so late in the season because it would have been exciting to totally. have that, that juice going totally. into the game. But just another example of how Joe Judge is a fraud. Just a, I would I'd rather have Nick Sirianni's brother coach <laughs> the Eagles than I would Joe Judge. Like, give me the high school coach that he talks about. I'll run the wing tee rather than have Joe Judge as the head coach. I the actually Eagles. don't disagree with you. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Tommy! Hello, gentlemen. What so, up, Tom? Hope hey. you had a good Thanksgiving. 
Well, well they don't thank know. You. Do, do you, re- do you, you celebrate Elliot. Thanksgiving up there, Tom? No, right? Had, had a very good Thanksgiving and have been able to uh, to work it off over the past month and a half, So, which has been there, terrific. Yeah, there you go, as I thought. <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure either, and then when you asked, I was like, I'm just going to fall yeah, out of this conversation day. before I'm <laughs> yeah. As soon as you asked it, I was like, mm. But hey, hey, hey! That's that's what you have to try to be nice and polite, Elliot. Right? Exactly. I know. I'll always err on the side of polite. More of a jerk, Elliot. Just be like Tom. What do you have to say? All right, now go. (laughs) And James, what happened during the week? On Sunday, you guys dropped the hyperbole pod, and now you're Chicken Little. No, I look. I think Tom. I think Tom coming in hot today. Tom, I think they're going to beat the Giants. Like I, I, I bet. We just did our Parks Picks pod, and I, I put them in our, our, our like lock. Picks like I think they cover. I think they handle business. I really do believe in them tomorrow. It's just, I, and I'm not saying I don't think they can go on a run. I just there is a part of me that is struggling to to totally jump on board with two feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I do know it's what like you my mean. My brain and, and uh, my heart are fighting each other, Tom. Do you think? Do you think that the the Saints are as bad as they've been looking, or do you think that the, the Eagles are as good as the Bills and the Bills are? I, actually oh, a good I think team? I think the Saints are not very good. <laughs> yeah. So so that uh, gives I, a little I don't think they're as bad as they've been looking. No, but I think they're like a mediocre team. I think they're an eight nine football team or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So and I had a little bit of concern when I watched that game too, from that perspective. But the you know on the positive side, the scheming seems to be making a lot more sense, and it's becoming more sophisticated. They seem to be building on the the Mickey Mouse defense, for example, that they've been doing. So that's looking better. I am a bit concerned about Jordan Howard. And if I, here, I'm going to give you a hot take, and that's it. I actually think he's more important to this scheme right now than Miles Sanders is, and I'm concerned mm-hmm. about him being out. I mean, you could definitely make that argument. I mean, look, they, the, the best stretch of the season was when Jordan Howard started playing. The whole thing started when, I mean, you know, I think you could certainly Well, make here's that where argument. I would push, push back on that a little bit, Tom. And look, Miles Sanders fumbled last week, should have been twice, so like th- that's inexcusable. But, but from a running perspective, he almost had 100 yards. He averaged over five yards a carry. So he was pretty effective uh, on the ground uh, last week. So, okay, well, we'll see. Let's see. We, we, let's check back next week and, and see. I'm not, certainly not saying I'm right. I'm curious to see what happens. And last thing before I go, I'd just like to say, Justin in Tennessee, uh, thank you very much for bringing the love to the shows because I have never heard – so many callers using love when they're signing off as, <laughs> as I have yeah, over the past few weeks. It's right. a great point. I think that's a Justin from Tennessee special and I appreciate it. Tom. Great. We love you, buddy. How about that? <laughs> oh, thank um, you. And I love you. I love you guys too, as well as many of the callers out there. Tommy, what a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Man. And honestly, like just in the spirit of Thanksgiving and all that, I, Elliot and I talk about that all the time. I mean, one of our favorite, most humbling things about this show is, is, like how it really does feel like a community where where our yeah. callers uh, you know talk about each other and react to each other and and care about each other and 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 about us and vice versa and it's uh we, we feel really lucky to have this group this go birds thing that we have yeah and look i i did fumble the thanksgiving thing that was that was my bad <laughs> my bad on that in retrospect it made no sense at all but uh no yeah i i 100% agree i i do have a quick giants point though please yes um, please so uh, look Tom did kind of call you out a little bit. I think a, a bit unfairly. You know, you have been pretty confident in the team. Yeah, but I will in say, case everyone forgets, one week ago on this show, I'm like, they're going to beat the Saints, and you were the one saying they weren't. Just to yeah. throw that out there, all right? So I do think they win tomorrow. We'll make our final prediction at the end. 
But I also think of all the games they have left, like this is the trap game. Yep. Like uh, because just because it's on the road, um, they're coming off such a big win. Like I think this is the first week where they're not that they're starting to feel themselves, but like they're getting national attention and all those things. And I do think Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are like specifically their skill set matches up to avoid a letdown game. But if they have a letdown game, like they're not going to lose to the Jets. I think they're going to beat Washington. But I think this would be the game just on the road. MetLife Stadium, so like dreary and boring. Like I, I just could, I could picture them coming out a little flat. And I think that this would be the game. I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll win. But I think this feels like it would be the letdown game of all the games on the schedule. Yeah, and look, even though, again, the record is great, like you talked about before against the Giants, it does feel, just going with the, the how does it feel thing, it does feel like the Eagles and Giants, certainly the last few years, have played a lot of close games, no matter how much yeah. better we thought the Eagles were. I mean, look back at the Super Bowl year. It took a 61-yard field goal from Jake Elliott to beat the Giants in that game. That was the year they won the freaking Super Bowl, you know? So yep. it, it does always feel that no matter what level or where the teams are at coming into the game, there's always the potential for one of these games to turn into a tight fight and and i'm with you i think that absolutely could happen tomorrow i do agree with you though i think jalen hurts particularly is you know not a letdown kind of guy um but I, I think it's it's certainly a fair point and again that's why this game is so important because this is the game where like look they've won two in a row they've won three or four but tomorrow if they win tomorrow then it's like then they're actually on a roll then they've won three yeah. straight they've won four of five they're heading into the the easiest part of their schedule for real it's like Tomorrow feels like the type of game where if they can win it, it really can change everyone's perspective on that team. And with that in mind, coming up next, I want to get Elliot's thoughts on the division because it has seemed so absurd to even mention the concept that the Philadelphia Eagles could compete for the NFC East. And then all of a sudden, Dallas loses in KC, and then Thursday against the Raiders, they lose again, and you're sitting here saying, I don't know, maybe? Yep. Maybe we're going to get Elliot Shore Parks' thoughts on, on how realistic, how viable the division thing is. And again, get in now, 215-592-9494. Do you trust this Eagles team? Are they about to go on a run? Does it start tomorrow? 215-592-9494. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. Penn State, Michigan State coming up after that. Thank you, Darren and South Philly, for correcting me on that one. So some college football action coming up on WIP after Go Birds Radio. Let's go back to the phones, get some calls in. Do you trust this Eagles team heading into the game against the Giants tomorrow and for the rest of the season, easy schedule? We'll get Elliot's thoughts on the division in just a minute. It's all of a sudden, not ridiculous to talk about the Eagles winning the NFC East. Even though it sounds ridiculous, it is not ridiculous. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, let's go to Berlin and talk to John. Hey, John. Hey, what's up? I'm actually taking a little hiatus in the Poconos this weekend. Ooh, but, uh, lucky you. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. I like a good hiatus ho, ho. in the Poconos. Ho, ho, ho. It's, there's snow on the ground and stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, so, jealous. Th- so, so jealous. Sorry about these dogs. No, it's okay. um, we're both dog owners. I know how it is. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I, you guys got to look it up. But I, I, I feel like this season or, or this turnaround over the last three weeks, which has me being a, um, I don't know, uh, what, what do you call it when you, you feel one way, the next way, uh, manic depression. I, I don't know. I don't want to do mental health type. So I just want Mental How about a thing, seesaw? But, How about that? Yeah, that works well. Flip flopper. But like, sure. if you remember 2017 when Wentz was in there, it was like 18 attempts, 13 completions, three touchdowns, 
you know, 198 yards. It was nothing but, like, perfection. Like, and, and, and listen, here's my thought, and I don't want to sell this because I, I'm, I'm on the negative end of things, but it's how we, like, having a, a monthly meeting with the coaching staff and saying, hey, this is how you win, you run, and then you pass. I mean, it, it, it seems so reminiscent of the 2017 team with, with running and the passing. I mean, do, do you guys well, feel that I, at all? John, good call. I, I don't, it doesn't remind me of 2017, but I think that's just a, a reason. Look, I, they just feel like a balanced offense. They're actually a run-heavy offense. They're even a more run-heavy offense than the 2017 was right now. I mean, they yeah. are a very unique offense right now in how much they run the ball. Yeah, when he said that about 2017, about how it was, if I heard him correctly, Carson was throwing 18, 19 times a game, or, or you know, along. That's not what I remember. Yeah, I, I remember Carson throwing more than that. Carson didn't have a single game that year with fewer than 27. <laughs> so, or sorry, he'd won with 25. So, so I don't. Yeah. That's not really how I uh, how I remember. I didn't it, either. I didn't. That was not registering for me. But I, I, you know, I wasn't sure. In terms of running the ball, though, he's right. I mean, you think about the the game against the Chargers where LeGarrette sure. Blunt had that big game, Jay Ajayi against the Broncos that one that uh, went after they traded for him. So, yeah, I mean, look, they were a physical running team, but in terms of passing it, they were a far better passing team that year than they are this year. Let's go to Middletown and talk to Brian. Yo, Bri. Hey, guys, man. Uh, happy holidays, man. A pleasure to talk with you. You too, brother. You too, man. And so, you know, look, I'll, I'll describe my sort of relationship and sort of confidence in Eagles this way. I'm enjoying the ride. I love what I see. But the reality is this, guys. When you start the season two and five, uh, you don't have a whole lot of wiggle room. True. And so mm-hmm. they, they have to win these two games going into the bye week. Because if you don't win both, if you don't maintain this winning streak going into the bye week, I mean, you know, I mean you have 13 games under – you will be 13 games into the season with a losing record. I mean, well, and right now, before yeah, you even play. I'm, yeah. with, I'm with you. And even it's just more like forgetting the bye week. I agree with you. But it just in general, like this team has to win at least four of its last six and, and possibly five of its last six. Exactly. Playoffs, so. Exactly. So to me, there's no patting on the back. Look at your damn record. You're five and six. Right. So yeah. you need to go handle business. Like because uh, all of the goodwill. That, I, that this team has received, including the coaching staff, and I've been harsh on the coaching staff. You go lose this game tomorrow, then that's all done. I need, I need to. We need to stack together wins now in order to make this thing interesting into December. And there's no shot of winning the division, by the way. To me, in order to win the division, you've got to go five and one down the stretch. Yeah, anything less than that, you're not I winning mean, you, the division. You, might, you probably have to go six and zero oh to win the division if we're going to be. You're probably right. You're probably right. Exactly right. But we do know yeah, that. But they could go five know, and one. Five and one isn't you, that. I mean, oh, look, it's sure. hard to do that. Well, they but. could. They could. But you'll definitely to... lock up a playoff spot. Exactly. If you go five and one. But I mean, if yep. you want to make that last game against the Cowboys for the division title, you probably need to go, you know, into that game on a on a win streak. Yeah, so, Brian. Um, Brian, good call. And I agree, Elliot. Let's get to that because you know it. it it was out of sight, out of mind for a while there, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, as we talked about, the Eagles win three of four and look impressive in doing it and the Cowboys lose three of four and look the opposite in doing that. And all of a sudden, you know, you look at the, 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 the standings and you look at where they're at, you know, the Eagles game in hand and all that type of stuff. But, you know, realistically, if, if Dallas loses, 
one of their division games left, either to the Giants or Washington. They have one against the Giants left and two against Washington. If they lose one of those and the Eagles win out until the last week of the season, which, again, uh, is a – is a you know, we're talking about the, at that task. point it'd be like yep. seven straight or eight straight or whatever. I'm not saying that's going to happen or expect that to happen, but, but it is at least feasible, right, with the schedule. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And, and Dallas loses one, like the Eagles go into that last game of the season with a chance to win the division, which is an absolute. And again, I don't think this will play out this way, but it's, it's pretty nuts that we're even talking about it. Yeah. And you know what you just laid out, it, it's interesting because on one hand I listen to it and I go, you know, they, they could go five and one when you look at their, their opponent on their opponents. On the other hand, like you mentioned, it's really hard to win five of six in the NFL, no matter who you are, it's really hard to win eight in a row. Right. So, so those things are very true, but when you look right now, uh, the website 538, which does, you know, the playoff odds and all that stuff, right now gives the Eagles a 43% chance of making the playoffs, 18% chance of winning the division. If they win tomorrow, it jumps to 60% and then 28%. Wow. If the Cowboys lose to the Saints, which could happen, the Eagles have a better chance of winning the division than the Cowboys do. Wow. Right? So things can change very quickly uh, in the NFL. It's kind of the theme of the show today, I guess. But but I think it's such an interesting discussion about whether they can win the division. And it's one we never thought we would have a, a few weeks ago. Because to your point, like it's right there, but it's also very, it's going to be very hard to do. But they don't need that much stuff to break their way. Like if they control, they, they kind of have it in their control a little bit with that final game against yeah, the, the they Cowboys. Just need I Dallas mean, to lose one somewhere in there. Yeah, which isn't that crazy either. Mm-hmm. I mean, at New Orleans, at Washington, you talked Arizona's about the third road game, one. how tough that is. Yeah. Yep. Arizona is in Dallas, but it's still, uh, I, I think it's in Dallas at least. Still a tough it's, game. Uh, that's still a tough game. So. And Arizona will be going for the one seed now. And that's, that's a, it's interesting. Let's go back to the phones, go to Brumont. Talk to my buddy Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. What's up? How you guys doing? What's good, up, man. Mike? How you doing? Good, man. Good. It is so refreshing to be able to sit down and watch the Eagles play. Oh, I love the I love oh, the way they're playing. It's yeah, fun. It's, it's fun to watch Eagles again. Yeah. It's been a long time, Mike. You know they're, they're in the playoff. They're in the playoff. And I truly believe that they can win the division if the stuff falls their way. If that game, game comes down to Dallas, I think they win that game. I really do. They, the way Dallas played on Thursday, it was just like. You know, it was unbelievable the way that uh, Vegas Vegas came back and won that game. It was uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah mom- very, momentum's very good. on the Eagles' side. Like they have momentum yes. heading into the stretch run, and that's important. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little. I mean, hopefully Alex Singleton can. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the the Adams the Adams injury more than I am the the Howard injury. The Davion um, Taylor injury, you mean? Yes, there. I'm sorry. Yes, the Davion Taylor injury. I'm worried. I'm a little concerned about that. Hopefully Alex Singleton he can um he can step back up and. Uh, you know, be the player he was in the in the you know in the beginning of the season, you know before mm-hmm. he, you know before he fell off a little bit before uh, Davion Taylor got out there, but um yeah man definitely excited to watch this team and um you know I think uh, tomorrow tomorrow is going to be I think they're going to thump them tomorrow I mean Love it. New York's such it, it's such there's such a dumpster fire up there that I really yeah. think that they're going to come out tomorrow run the ball dominate I do worry though about um you know everybody talks about Howie and Jeffrey you know. <laughs> The, the the shot of Jeffrey in his box the other day that that really that that I know it's you know it's you know pennies but it worries me he sits there with his arms crossed you know not even smiling meanwhile they're running all over the yeah state. but you never know a... when the shots taken yeah, and what yeah, someone yeah. was talking about stuff I get it and Mike great call we appreciate it and look I I don't worry too much about that but what I do notice is that through an hour of this show whole lot of positivity about the Philadelphia Eagles for the most part. You know, people, uh, it mm-hmm. does seem like people are buying into this, which is both shocking and exciting, Elliot. Yeah, look, I, it's shocking, I guess I would say. But, on like, 
on one hand, maybe it shouldn't be because the Eagles, as I said, they are the team that fans wanted them to be, right? Like this is this is how fans wanted the Eagles to play. This is how a lot of media said that they should play. And so for them then to do it and to win that way, like I could see why you would believe in them because if you ask somebody to do a certain thing and it works, it would then be pretty hypocritical to sit back and be like, well, actually, you know, I still don't believe in you, right? Yeah, I, mean, I agree. They're, they're, the fans should be the coach of the team, Elliot. I agree with that. That's take. basically <laughs> <laughs> roundabout way that's what i was saying 215 592 9494 do you trust this eagles team heading into tomorrow's game against the giants and heading into the stretch run do you trust them 215 592 9494 it's elliot it's james it's go birds radio and let me tell you that one of the things that we love most about our park sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer all kinds of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. It makes watching the games that much more exciting because you got action on the game and on the players in the game. In football, you can bet on passing and rushing yards, who scores, touchdowns, hoops. You can bet on points, rebounds, assists, hockey, bet on goal scores, and so much more. Plus, with the live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays, the Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at Go Birds recommend. And like I always say, it just makes it so much more fun. You're sitting around watching college football today, watching football tomorrow. Have some action on these games. You're going to enjoy the games so much more. It's a level of investment in these games that you just can't get without a little bit of action, without having your own skin in the game, as it were. And the Park Sportsbook app is the best way to do it. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you make your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or player you're watching or, or just bet on any game. Download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to 500 Dollars. Go to parkcasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded and say credit. The Park Sportsbook app, the website, has all the terms and conditions. Give me some respect right now. Jim, James, Jimothy. Elliot. Elliot. It's GoBirds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Hour 2, Elliot James with you. Till three, Penn State, Michigan State coming up after that as we lead into Eagles, Giants tomorrow right here on WIP, of course. Merrill, Mike, Howard with the call as the Eagles go into a game and and it feels like the city is starting to trust the Philadelphia Eagles again for the first time in a long time. Do you trust yes. this team? That's what we're asking. 215 Let's get some calls in this segment. Let's go back to the phones, go to Downingtown, and talk to my guy, Paul. Paul, how you been, brother? Hey, what's going on, love guys? This, love this, So Paul. before up, um, I, I start with this, let me first say, anything worse than 4-2 and two on the rest of the season I would consider kind of disappointing or perhaps even unacceptable. Um, Which is crazy. Said, I'm with you. But that's crazy. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. I think that is a fair yeah. thing to say. It is, and the reason it is. I, I can't go said. there, sorry, the reason I can't go there is just because I think there's still a team learning how to win. I agree that they, they're going to be favored in probably the rest of these games and they should go more than four and two. But I think the next step is them learning how to consistently win. So to James' point, like to think they'll go four and two does sound crazy, but you know, it maybe I guess to your, to overall, maybe it should be expected. Yeah, I, I think it really should. I mean, based on just what they've done the last couple of weeks. Now that being said, I'm in the weird place because usually, uh, you know, I'm I'm the idiot, you know, with with the drum, the gasoline, the matches, and the and the parade route, talking about how we're going to win everything. 
So it's weird mm-hmm. to kind of play the, the, the breaks today. But I don't trust this team fully yet because they haven't beat a team with a good quarterback. They haven't beat a good team with a good defense and a good quarterback and a good scheme and a good coach. They just haven't done it yet. And the playoffs are going to be full of those teams, okay? I think it's great that we can say playoffs and all that. Also, this is the tale of two seasons, and what they've done consistently for a few weeks is exactly that, what they've done consistently for a few weeks. I still don't trust the man at the top as far as I can throw him. You know, nothing's changed about that. Uh, this coaching staff, you know, they're, they're young, they're learning, they're, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, despite how they've played, we know the NFL. All of us have been watching it for years. Th- th- there's going to be a, a loss here that we, we don't anticipate. Uh, I, I don't know that it's going to be this week, but we're playing a team – that is uh, kind of been looking at this game for going on 10 months, at least the coaching staff has, and some of the players from last year that feel like we ripped them off and, uh, you know, cost them a spot maybe. And uh, and that, that plays in the NFL. And the Eagles are feeling themselves a little bit. You know, this could be a game where the Eagles go up the turnpike, feeling themselves a little bit, maybe even looking as far ahead as their bye because, you know, they're playing the Giants and the Jets in the next two weeks. Ha, ha, ha. Hopefully they don't have that fan mentality, but they're a young team, and this this could be that spot where they slip up. You know what I mean? Well, it's, um, it's a great, great call. Call us again on the weekend more often, and, and it's a very fair point. And again, Elliot, I think that's part of – because everything Paul just said is rational, intelligent, football fan talk. Like, he's right, right? I mean, we, we talked about it. Like, well, we know the Eagles – like, the, again, this Eagles team, it is weird to say we're just going to trust them to win all these games. That's kind of where I'm coming from, where – logically i can see what they're doing on the field i can trust that they can that it is sustainable and a sustainable way to win particularly with their schedule and yet my my you know the feelings inside of me say i know they're not going to win out like that just doesn't happen yeah i mean there might not be a team in the league that wins out right so so i don't think it's like uh it's you know just the eagles that that are going to win out like very few teams do but where i would kind of disagree uh with, with some of his points are like it sounded to me a lot like what people said going into the the detroit game like the giants are really bad but and i think but that it's th- division and it's eagles giants like we know that's different. I, I know there's but- more history I, you're right like what and people were wrong i was wrong going into the detroit game but there is at least like history to put on with, and it's not just Eagles Giants. It's it's division games in the NFL. Like we say that yeah. in any division, right? In any of those games, going it's oh, it's a division game. It could be weird, like because cause they are. Yeah, but the you know the Eagles got blown out by the Cowboys in Week Three because the Eagles were playing terrible and the Cowboys weren't. And I th- and I don't think there's as big of a gap between the Eagles and the Giants. But you know blowouts do happen. But the other thing, the other thing I would push back on too is. I think this team, and we talked about it a little bit with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, but the reason I think they're they're kind of uh, you know not that susceptible to a letdown game in a way is because they are a team that's filled with players that are still trying to kind of earn their way in the NFL. They're not a team of veterans, right? Like Mylotta, Dickerson, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, all the running backs, the receivers. Like the defense is a little older, but you know Josh Sweat, those type of guys. I don't really think they're at a point where they will take an opponent likely. Like they need to win, can learn to win consistently. But I think that's different than going into a game and thinking, all right, we're way, you know, this team's a joke. I, I think that they're still young enough that maybe they don't even know how good they are. Like that type of thing. I, I think that they go in motivated still because of where they're at in their careers and just knowing they can't lay an egg. Let's go to Phoenixville and talk to Josh. Yo, Josh. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up, man? Good. Um, one thing I feel like is well, this is something we're going to be able to maintain. And I think, Elliot, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Like, this offensive line is so 
freakishly large and athletic at the same yeah. time. Um, I mean, you know, Jason Kelsey's probably getting close to the end of his career, but arguably the best pulling center of all time, if that's a thing anyone tracks, but like he's always <laughs> on the second level. See that? You're right. My lot of pushed Cam Jordan over with one arm. I mean, my like lot is one of the most unique physical specimens I think I've ever seen in my life. To be that, I saw that him size in and that light on your feet is, is really special. I saw him in person a few years ago, and, like, I just really kind of put into place, like, how just large he is. Like, and it, and just, let me tell you, know, you, when he puts pads and a helmet on and cleats, like, I've seen him, obviously, in his uniform and then also just in street clothes. He's even – he's way bigger when he puts the uniform oh, on. Like, he is a monster. And that's – like, it just – it's it's a good thing. And, you know, as unfortunate as with Brandon Brooks getting hurt the past, you know, few years consecutively – Jack Driscoll playing in his second year is doing well on the right side. You know, yeah. we don't know how much longer we have Kelsey in lane for, but there's a lot of youth that's playing really well right now, and it's showing because you're just punching teams in the mouth. No, Josh, it's, it's a great point. And, I, again, it goes back to what I, I, I keep coming back to when I'm trying to, you know, uh, convince myself, right, which is part of what we're doing today, you know, trying to, to – because I do believe they're going to win tomorrow. I believe they're way better than the Giants. I think they'll handle business. I just need to – cross that threshold to actually trusting this team for the rest of the season and that's a big reason like again when you look at the league right now where there is no great teams and there's a bunch of um you know similar teams at a similar level and everyone week to week there's no consistency on who's going to win and who's going to lose if you have the best offensive line in football like you can hang your hat on being the best offensive line in football like I feel like that alone, that identity alone can win you games consistently. Yeah, and it's an interesting comparison what I'm about to make, and it sounds silly, but like I think it's a little bit like when Michael Vick used to play, it was at the height of what he was in the NFL. Like You can prepare for Michael Vick. You can know he's fast. You can you know know all these things, but until you're out on the field with them, like you really can't compare for Michael Vick. And I think there's a little bit of that with this Eagles offensive line, just because like you can scheme, you can you know say okay this is their weaknesses whatever. But when you're out there and the offensive line has like 85 pounds on you, right? Like body to body, position to position. Like I just I think they're so hard to actually go out and play against because they're just so much bigger than everybody else they face. And well, so that, your... it comes back to that thing, right? Like just beat the guy in front of you. If if your guys are just better than the guys in front of you, you're gonna win more often. And Richie said that, right? Yeah. A lot this year, right? Yeah. When he's talked about that. The other question I'll ask you, James, is was Chip Kelly right? Like, do big people of beat up little he people? Was right. Yeah. Yes, of course he was. <laughs> Chip wasn't wrong about everything. But no, no, no. I mean, look, I, I, and again, like to have the athleticism and size they have, is particularly on the left side of the line. And really, I mean, look, with Lane and Kelsey, I mean, we've talked about those guys forever as being, you know, abnormally athletic for their roles. So it really yeah. is a, a unique group, and uh, it does have the potential to carry them. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to my buddy Chris. Chris, what up, pal? Yo, what's going on, guys? Um, so hey, enough, what's of up, all this, uh, enough of all this equivocating and not knowing what's going to happen with this team. You can absolutely trust them. Love it. And the reason why is because of the intangibles that people have derided all season. This is when those things come into play. They're going to prevent yeah. the let-ups. They're going to keep the focus, keep the drive. And I'm so impressed with Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith and the younger guys that they have, and I just don't see that let-up happening with this team. And then I also have a couple of bold predictions and then a question for you guys. Love it. Love, it. Yeah, L- love us, both those yeah, things. Yeah, give us yeah. the bold, bold predictions. Loving this call, so, by the way. Go ahead. Bo- my, my bold prediction is I think 
the Eagles score over 40 points again this Sunday. Oh. And if they do. So back-to-back 40-burgers. The bat, it'll be the first time they've scored back-to-back 40-point games since 1950. And wow. only the fifth time in franchise history. Wow. They did it twice in, twice in 48, once in 49, and once in 50. And I think they do it this weekend. I think they, they didn't do, do it, it on in the 17? back of Jalen Hurts. No, wow. no. They, they had a couple of, like, high 30s. But yeah, I, I looked it up. They haven't had back-to-back 40-point games. Okay. No, I believe you. But I remember, like, the Niners, Broncos, they blew them Cardinals out Cardinals was, I think, 30. Yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. But yeah, so I think that's going to happen. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have the highest QBR for six weeks in a row. And I think Miles Sanders is going to have 200 yards from scrimmage. Because if anything is <laughs> set up for Miles Sanders to go off, it's this one. We've been hearing about it. Been trusting Deuce all these years, saying just wait. Well, I'm I'm ready to see it, so let's see it, Miles. I love it. All right, what's your question for us, Chris? My question is: If the Eagles win on Sunday and Hurts plays well, do you think people start talking Pro Bowl MVP? I just would love to hear your thoughts, Chris. Great call. You know, Um, there there was a large part of this show where I thought to myself: Are we being too positive? Like, you know, are we? And then. The good news is Chris was a reminder that, you know, we, we haven't completely crossed the positivity bridge just yet. So, I, I look, there's always going to be those kinds of people throw stuff out there and all that. I think that, look, I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to get real, true MVP consideration unless they – if they run the table and finish at 11 and, and 6 or whatever and win, you know, nine straight heading into the playoffs – and Hertz keeps improving and he like has like 15 rushing touchdowns and all this type right. of stuff. Then yeah, I think there might be some discussion about it, but I, I don't think we're there yet. The one thing that 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 and again <laughs> that we're even considering this is crazy. Um but it, it, there is like there is no clear front runner for the MVP this year. Yep. Um you know Brady, Josh Allen, like all these guys who have kind of been the the top odds guys have kind of all had some hiccups, haven't been as I mean like Josh Allen a perfect example. I mean they've Four losses in Buffalo. So, you know, I think that it's a weird year for that, and it's kind of wide open, and I wouldn't be shocked if someone made a push down the stretch because there isn't that clear candidate. But I, I think we're asking a lot to really, you know, start to put Hurts in that category. Yeah, I mean, it's a narrative award, and I think from that perspective, if he were to win out, like, and the fact he's fighting for his job, like, you know, all those things, like, I do think could help him. What, what will hurt him is – chances are it'll be viewed as his team's winning because they're running the ball, right? And he's not throwing, and this will be unfair, but he's not throwing four touchdowns a game. He's not throwing, you know, he's not, uh, you know, completing 35 passes a game. So I I think that'll hurt him. But I do think the award that we should keep our eye on is Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. Right. I mean, if they win out, yeah, if they win out, you know, then I think Nick's in, in serious running for it. Because if you look around, like the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, he certainly got a jump on, on Nick Sirianni. I think he's the favorite right now, yes. He'd have to be the favorite, but but outside of that, I mean, look, Mike Vrabel is probably in it if they continue to win without Derrick Henry. Bill Belichick, I was just you know. about to say, you got to put Hoodie in there. You have to. Yeah, he he's in there, but you know, Sean McVay. You could argue the Rams, you know, have been somewhat of yeah, a disappointment apart, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers have fallen off a little bit. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I think, has firmly taken himself out of that race. But uh, no, Nick, Nick will be in it for Coach of the Year if they win out, and if they win the division, he might win it like point blank. Let's go to Center City and talk to Channing. Yo, Channing. Yo, what's up, fellas? What's going on? Doing, Had to pal? show you some love on a Saturday. Oh, I love it. You made my day, Channing. It's good to hear your voice. What's up, what's up man? Yo, um, I, I don't think we're that far away, like, as far as this rebuild is going. That's, and on, on, I think I called on Friday, I mean on Wednesday, and said we got to start giving Howie a little bit of love 
Mm-hmm. I know, Ellie, I know you've been on the Howie camp. You, you've been yeah. you've been sitting alone on that hill for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's Howie's had a good year overall. And again, things change quickly. A month ago, I wouldn't have said that. I said if they lost to Detroit, they, that maybe he would have been fired. So look, things do change. But yeah, overall, yeah. Howie's looking very good uh, at this point of the yeah. season. And I'm I'm liking I'm liking um, uh, Nick Sirianni. I think the one thing that we, we get caught up with Nick Sirianni is, and and we kind of do this as a city, is we get caught up in the media, and, and into the um, into the into what he says in the media, and then we we yeah. we try we we put that we we kind of uh, align a coach with with his coaching abilities, what he says in the, what he says to the press in the press conferences. Yeah, I think, that, we, I think we, it's we, definitely gone too far at points. Yeah, it, it definitely goes too far with like that. That, I, that I, stuff does matter. There is a, a part of that. Look, I think, you know, and I'm right or wrong, I think Gabe Kapler is, is partially not in Philly anymore because of that. But Yeah, that's I, definitely I, true. I, I do think it matters, but I agree with you. I, I think clearly, Channing. And I think the biggest thing is not even just, you know, how we take it or whatever. It's And Elliot's made this point a lot that, that all that really mattered was how the guys in that locker room respond to this that's guy. It. Yeah. And and it seems like as we saw after that Detroit game and the roots on three and the way they've rallied for this guy and all that clearly the what, all his stuff it's working in that room and that's all that it's matters. working and, and and they trust in him so that that's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at the what the guy what the guys say about the coach in the, in the press conferences are they you know are they fully behind him especially with that uh, the flower thing yeah, and they were but behind I want they were behind him. So, uh, I want to talk about Jason Kelsey real quick if we can convince the big big fella to come back next year. One one more year, I think we're I think we're one more year away from from definitely winning this division. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I'm definitely I'm looking at the way Jalen Hurts is playing and the trajectory that he's on. Is that you know we can use those three first round picks to freshen up this defense and get, maybe get a playmaker on awesome. Channing, great call. And look, I think I think the Kelsey thing is really interesting because you know he came back this year and a lot of people I think were surprised he did and. Um, you know, I think if they're good and they're winning and he believes in Jalen Hurts, I think that's, you know, I think that's as good a reason for him to come back as anything. So, you know, who knows? But I certainly think like the team being on an upward trajectory would be more likely than less likely for him to come back. Right. Yeah. And it's not crazy to think they could go into next year, the favorites to win the division. Like it'll be close, I think. But depending how this plays out, I mean, they were heavy on, they were well, fourth place kind of off season they have. And, you know, if they can fill yep. some holes and all that, they will have money to spend. So yeah. I'm, I'm, and especially how Hertz progresses through the rest of the season, all that stuff. Yeah. It's really, um, it's fascinating. And Kelsey coming back this year, and he's talked about it, was, you know, he didn't want to go out the way he did last year with it. Not that he played poorly, but the team wasn't good. I think coming back next year, would be more about a belief in the coaching staff and like having experienced the year under Nick Sirianni. And, and hurts. About the, yeah, it hurts too, absolutely. And what the glass caller said, I, I think was a good point about what they say about Sirianni at the podium. But I also think what's very telling to me is how often you hear Sirianni or Jalen Hurts say something on a Wednesday and then the players bring it up unprompted Thursday and Friday in the press conferences, right? Like little things Sirianni said, this was his message for the week. And then you hear a guy repeat it on Friday or Jalen Hurts has so many sayings, he says, you know, about the rents due and all no, that stuff. I, I and you hear really players repeat it. Like yeah. that's a real sign that, you know, oftentimes when players are asked about a coach or They're a player, they'll just- in on what these guys are saying. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I think it's a great point. All right, let's get to Elliot's player to watch for this week. Brought to you by your local tri-state Toyota dealers. Proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go, Eagles. Elliot, who is your player to watch for tomorrow's Eagles Giants game? 
So last week it was, I think, a fairly easy one in picking Miles Miles Sanders. He was coming back and all that stuff. This week I think it's somewhat also easy. It's the giant killer. It's Boston Scott, yes. right? Boston Scott, no Jordan Howard, which means Boston Scott's going to get a larger role than than he has, uh, you know, when Miles returned last week. But Boston Scott has played the Giants four times. He has 26 carries for 222 yards and five touchdowns. He's caught 14 passes for 210 yards and one touchdown. Six total touchdowns in four games. He's the Giant killer. And with the way the Eagles are running the ball right now, the Giants are one of the worst run defenses in the entire NFL. I think it sets up for Boston Scott to have a really big day. Love that Boston Scott, the Giant killer. That is Elliot's Toyota player to watch. Brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers. 215-592-9494. Do you trust this Eagles team heading into tomorrow and moving forward for the rest of the season? It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. Penn State, Michigan State coming up next on WFP. So keep it here. Let's get to as many calls as we can. In the time we have, 215-592-9494. Do you trust the Philadelphia Eagles? I can't even There's a, a whole show of just every time I say it and not being able to believe I'm actually asking the question, considering where we were a month ago. But do you trust And especially the, coming from you. Woo, Buddy, do you trust this team going into tomorrow and then, of course, the rest of the season? Let's go back to the phones, go to Norristown, and talk to Emmett. Hey, Emmett. Emmett! Oh, boy. Oh, Emmett. Oh, hey, sorry, guys. There he is. Mute. What a save. Emmett, well done. Hey, how are you? How I'm you a huge doing, fan. Man? Oh, nice, man. Thank you so much. What's on your mind today? Oh, I really do trust the Eagles. I trust them a lot. Uh I was just down there at the uh, the NFL shop for the Black Friday trying to get some jerseys. Nice. Tried to get a Singleton, a Flacco, but they didn't have them. Well, Flacco, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. An Alex Singleton jersey, huh? Yeah, I, I think he's really going to show out this week. Nice, I really like man. him. I like that. Well, well, happy Thanksgiving, Emmett. We really appreciate you listening to the show, and, and I hope you get the jersey you want. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's keep it going on the phones and go down to New Mexico and talk to our buddy with the voice, David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how you doing? What's up, man? So good, man. I'm glad. Doing? I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. It was delightful. I did. I did. Hope it you was did delightful, as well. David. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, actually, we're doing ours. Uh, we're doing ours tomorrow. We we all had to work. My kids had to work. My sure. ex had to work. So yeah. we're we're gonna do it tomorrow. But yeah, this was actually the first Thanksgiving in like a decade I didn't have to work. So I totally get it. Yeah, I hear you. Well, three things, guys. Number one, when you can run the ball on the best defense in the league, you can run the ball on anybody. Yep. When you have an, a good offensive line, it goes so under the radar because when you know teams have high-powered offenses at one night. You don't really think about, okay, we got to get past this offensive line. we got to slow down this offensive line. And all the great teams that have success in this league have good offensive lines. Not necessarily great, but good. Hell, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they were the best rushing team in the league. So it goes hand-in-hand. So there's no reason to believe this team can't win out. Yeah, well, look, we saw the Chiefs Chiefs lose the Super Bowl last year because their offensive line was bad. Exactly. David, I say this all the time, but I'm a huge cliches are cliches for a reason guy. There's a Mm -hmm. reason that that cliche became a cliche because, you know what, most of the time they're freaking true. And guess what? You win in the trenches is a cliche for a reason because you win in the freaking trenches. 
And the thing is, is that is that with Boston Scott replacing Jordan Howard, the Giants have not figured out how to stop this guy. Just like the Giants couldn't figure out how to stop Brian Westbrook. Same thing. Same thing. And you have to use it to your advantage. The last but not least, I have a, a question for you guys. As long as we've been watching this division, there's always been a player, offense or defense, no matter what the year, no matter what the decade, there's always that one player that you don't want to make a play to help your team lose. And in the NFC East, they're full of rivalries and hate and discord, and we just don't like to see it. But I want to know from you guys, from each team, who was that one guy you just hated to watch make a play? For me, representing the Giants was David Meggett. Oh, great answer. I hate hated David Meggett. He, <laughs> little guy, always made it happen. Yeah. Oh, it's like Always a third and 30, and they throw a little screen pass to Dave Meggett, and it's like a first down. I'm like, what is happening with you? Exactly. Exactly. For the Washington Redskins, or for another Washington team, uh, it was Daryl Green, because I thought Daryl Green was Randall Cunningham's favorite target. It got on my nerves. And last but not least, for the Dallas Cowboys, Kelvin Martin. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but this guy always made a play that made a difference. Mm-hmm. And no Cowboy Got on my nerves more than Kelvin Martin. Dave, great. So, you guys have a great day. We're going to root for the you birds too, tomorrow. We're, we're running out. We are, we, are, we are running out. And I want that Dallas game to mean something. That's David, why I want them to continue I to win. I love it. Great call and, and a great list there. Um, yeah, I, that that's fun. Look, I think there are a lot of guys who can make that list. Again. I have a feeling C.D. Lamb is going to be one of those guys moving into the future. That like I already hate watching him play because he's so awesome and it just feels you know, like we, he's always open. We talked about this earlier in the week, but I feel like for me growing up watching Eagles football, it wasn't really Cowboys, it was Giants players. Like to me, like I remember like Amari Toomer, like Jeremy Shockey. Like for some reason, those are names that stick out to me when I was younger. I'd be like, they always seem to kill the Eagles. Yeah. No, well, well that was the thing is like, you know, and it's it's such a strange thing that the Dallas rivalry is, is so much bigger than the Giants one here when really for the last 20, 30 years, the Giants have been way more competitive with the Eagles than Dallas yeah. has. So. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Glassboro and talk to our guy Black Gritty. What up, baby? What up, baby mama? What up, Elliot Flip Flop Parks? How y'all doing today? <laughs> what Someone up, had to say it, Black Gritty. Someone hey, had to say I'm, it. I'm I'm just saying, if you just stuck by your guns and your thirty six yep, touchdowns yep, to get into the yep. season, shut your mouth and then stay quiet. I you know. look like a genius, but now you out here looking like a rookie, you know what I mean? Shaking in your boots one week, raising I mean you got people running for presidency the next week, man. You you can't be trusted right now. Man, I texted I texted James. I texted James earlier in the week and I said the biggest mistake I made was ever doubting yep. myself you yep. know i should like, i should have just stuck, stuck with, with it, it. Oh, oh man because you be out here pontificating all kinds of fraggle naggle stuff and we be, we be <laughs> sideways but this year you would have been right if you just held on a little bit longer oh, i know well don't worry i'm still claiming hold, victory dude. what yeah. a oh. hold it would have been at oh. two and five three oh. and six and he was like hold oh. hold oh, the I line hey, and he well i gotta be honest with how i'm feeling each week but to, to be clear if they fit if they win 11 games he gets 35 touchdowns and they win the division i am absolutely claiming victory forget oh, those like three you, weeks you yeah. can't claim nothing 
ain't no oh, fire. watch me. Oh, trust me, buddy. Oh, <laughs> trust me. Let me tell you something. You don't poke too many holes in that boat, brother. You stink it, man. We, nope, we nope. That us. boat is you full steam ahead no if they win 11 games. They did it in spite of you, Elliot. They did it in spite of you. They're like, oh, he came out there. We was the practice champions beginning of the season. And that's now right. That's right. Back on me, y'all. They, they mad at you right now, Elliot. They look at you I know. sideways and you coming to the building, brother. But, I um, fumbled it, but it's okay. We'll see how it hey, ends up. Hey, look, we, we, you know I mean, we're gonna put you back in. You know I mean, we got confidence in you. We're gonna let you keep playing because <laughs> we, we like you embarrass yourself. Uh, we're gonna get this George W. this weekend. You know, uh, Boston Scott's a giant killer. I don't know who stole his girlfriend from New York, but I mean, whatever goes on. Every game, man, them. he kills him every game. He's got like six touchdowns against the Giants, and like nine, not minus ninety-seven against the rest of the league. So I know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just, it's just weird. And to just piggyback on what you're saying growing up, like the Knicks, the Giants, like when I was growing up, same thing. Like New York was popping. Like New York was a problem. Yeah. Like you just hated New York, everything, except for the Jets because they never mattered. But <laughs> well, like Kerry right Collins. I remember Kerry Collins a bunch <laughs> yeah. of years in the row. The Eagles could oh, never beat him. And it just used to drive me crazy. And then, you know, we yep. flipped over to Cowboys because they, it's really the fans that make us sick. The Cowboys fans, because you look at the Cowboys, they're always loaded with talent. But they just can't be coached because the, the owner is the owner. You know, we're trying to get yep. uh, Laurie Jones out they of here. They haven't gotten to a right conference now. championship game since the 90s. I mean, <laughs> yes. come on, man. And, and it feels so good. They're really Last, an embarrassment, like, if we're going to be honest. I mean, and, and, and just to point out something, how come our owner, when we were up 30 points, was sitting there with that mean mug on his face? I watched so many games where owners are just happy at winning. Everybody around him was cheering and happy. He just sits there grumpy. He's like, we're winning with the run, and I don't like it. Like, dude, <laughs> just shut up and enjoy luck, the wins. Why, 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 watch the booth this game. He is not happy with these wins, which is insane and weird to me, and I can't stand it. Uh, anyway, love you guys. Miss you guys. Get them flip-flops off. It's too cold out here. Brother, <laughs> get a flip-flops. I love y'all, man. Love y'all. The best. Uh, Look, I think that Jeffrey Lurie, this is the second person that's brought it up. I, like, I don't put it. Who knows what's going on when they show him exactly. the picture, then they flat, like, yeah. you know. And also, for what it's worth, they were up 30 when troubles, they showed him. All right? He could have he he really been bored. That game was over. He yeah. could have just been told that, like, one of his other businesses, something bad happened, or who knows what. Like, there's a zillion different things that could be. Right. With you. I, I promise do, you Jeffrey Lurie is happy right I, now I with the have, way this team is playing. Yeah, I, Jeffrey Lurie wants to win. I, that's, I think, on a basic level. I have a question for you, though, because it keeps getting brought up. Yes. And you brought it up. You're player of the game on stuff. Like, I have never been one in football to to outside of sometimes with like a quarterback and a particular franchise, but even for the most part, I've never been one to be like, oh, oh him against the Giants, that player, he always kills the yeah. Giants because it's so different from year to year. The players are different, the scheme's different, all that type of stuff. Like, do you really buy into the Boston Scott's a Giants killer thing, or do you think it's more coincidence? Because I think it's more coincidence than anything. Yeah, look, it's definitely coincidence. I mean, let's be, you know, like, let's be real. It's definitely coincidence. I, you know, now that being said, I, we talked about, uh, I think it was Dave, right? That talked about different players that, you know, always seem to kill the Eagles or whatever. I'm sure the Giants fans this week are saying like, up oh, here comes Boston Scott, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's it's mostly coincidence. I don't think it's like Boston Scott's skill set is like especially effective against the Giants yeah, defense. Okay, like, I don't think it's that. I think it's, but credit to him. You know, I'm not trying to diminish what no, he's done. Yeah, he's been great I mean, look, against him. But the Giants, for better or worse, it is what it is. But, but I, I do wonder if maybe there's a little part of it of just he feels so confident sure, going sure, up against sure. him. You he's know? a human being. He just is more confident going into the, that. Totally. I think there's probably right. part of that, but it is still interesting. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Exit and talk to my buddy, Mike. Michael, how are you, sir? 
Jimmy, how was Thanksgiving with the kids? It was great, man. It was great. What's on your mind today, Mike? All right, number one, um, we all know mental health is ravaging athletes in our city. That being said, I would prefer if Mr. Elliot your parts would not talk about rock and roll because that affects my mental health. <laughs> that's a fair point. You know, really quick, I did start the new Beatles documentary last night for what it's worth. So I'm not anti-Beatles. Yeah, I mean, that... I did fall asleep during it, but, you know, it's oh, okay. God, that was a nice well, you know what, Elliot, I'm 59. I'm even a little tired of the Beatles at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love the Beatles. My brother is named after Hey Jude, like the song. I'm just saying, ultimately, Queen has more hits. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to. You're ruining for me. Stop. Yes. But anyway. What else is on your mind, Michael? About the Eagles. Two points. Number one, Jalen Hurts is a good dresser. I agree. Agreed. Best point made today. I I 100% agree with you. Uh, Everyone could take a lesson. Number two. The James knows I'm a simpleton. All I want out of him, and it's caused us a little bit this season, is accuracy. Well, and Mike, I think he's getting, and great call, Mike, rub against it. I think he's getting better, right? I mean, you know, I think that um, the thing with Hurts and the accuracy and the arm strength and all that, like, he, I, I think we have gone a little too far with, with the criticisms of those things and yes. not the the compliments with the running ability it's like the running thing is almost like just like oh he's just a runner but it's like no he's an elite running quarterback like that has to matter like the whole point is to get the ball down the field in the end zone who cares how you do it and and quick i mean i agree i think he had some really bad misses and so there was room for criticism pro football focus i'm sorry pro football reference has him as the 15th most accurate quarterback in terms of on target throws this year so again is he top 10 is he top five no but if you add what he does as a runner and everything off the field with 15th in accuracy like that adds up to a very good quarterback Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go it's elliot it's james it's gobert's radio and let me remind you one more time that one of the things that we love most about our park sportsbook app is that it's not just about the teams and only picking teams when you place your bets. They offer all kinds of action and so many different ways to bet on individual player performances. Uh, you can It makes watching the game so much more exciting in football. You can bet passing and rushing yards, who's going to score touchdowns and hoops. You can bet points, rebounds, assists, hockey bet on goal scores, and so much more. Plus, live in-game betting and the wildly popular same-game parlays have made the Park Sportsbook app so much fun. The Park Sportsbook app is custom-made for you, and that's why it's the only one that we here at Goat Birds recommend. And like I always say, it's just so much more fun to have some action on these games. You will just care more about the game you're watching if you bet on some players, if you bet on the outcome, and the Park Sportsbook app is the best place to do it here's the deal for you if you sign up now you get your first bet risk-free on your favorite player or a player you're watching or just bet on any game risk-free bet just download the app and get your first bet risk-free up to $500 go to parkscasino.com slash pa and use our promo code GoBirds. that's g-o-b-i-r-d-s to get your first bet risk-free your risk-free bet is refunded site credit the park sportsbook app the website is all the terms and conditions it is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Final segment for us, Michigan State, Penn State. Coming up next, let's get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Glenside and talk to Matt. Matthew. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good hey, morning. what's up, man? Hey, Elliot. You know, congratulations on your new house. Um, Thank you. Also, Thank con- you. Con- congrats on changing your mind about Jalen Hurts. Um, <laughs> well, to change to get back to the original correct take, to be clear, I, it, I was big on exactly. him all year. 
Yes. Yeah, I agree with Black Ready. Don't ever doubt yourself, man. You were correct. Yes, it's um, true. It's the biggest lesson from this year. And I <laughs> think that the the biggest thing about the Eagles is you know, the reason why I don't think that they're going to lose to the Giants is, is leadership. It, and it comes, again, from Jalen Hurts. I mean, that, that guy has this humble confidence that is just elite. Uh, and I think the team buys into not just uh, Nick Sirianni and what Sirianni has to say, but also the leadership of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I again, I think that they're they're all at the same point in their career. Like this has been a veteran team for a while where they were, you know, susceptible, I think, to letdown games. Nick Sirianni still coaching for his career in some ways. Jalen Hurts is definitely playing for his career. Like, I don't think they're susceptible to a letdown. I mean, you know, the other thing about this whole season is we've seen Sirianni improve as well as Jalen Hurts improve. And I think we're starting yeah. to see Gannon improve. I mean, James, I was with you. I wanted that guy gone. <laughs> like after <laughs> the fourth, fifth game, I was like, yeah. this is crazy. I couldn't, and Elliot, I couldn't believe your take about how uh, the Eagles lost to the Chargers because oh, yeah. of Jalen Hurts missing one throw to Dallas Goddard. I was just like, well, it was two, it was no, two throws, but we don't have to go back into that fight. So yeah, okay. I don't feel so, like okay. arguing right now, Matt. Okay. With okay. You, but you know, I, I'm glad to see this turn around and, Despite what happens for the rest of this season, I think you can't you can't not look at this season so far and say it was an improvement over last year. No, Matt, it's a great point, and also just an improvement, and thanks for the call, also an improvement over where we thought it would be. I mean, on a basic level, you know, I don't think – we were talking a month ago, three weeks ago, about, about this being a lost season. Like, not yeah. even a season where you had any development, any growth, just like a throwaway year. And now it's like – could potentially end up being a season we look back and say that was the year that Jalen Hurts took his first step to what he's become and and Nick Sirianni and all that like at least that's on the table and it didn't feel like it was before he yeah I mean they they could double up their wins from last year more than double it up right they won four games last year I think at this point eight you know a few callers have said it eight might be a disappointment at this point right right. so yeah definitely a step forward let's go to West Effort and talk to Chase yo Chase yo go birds how we doing what up baby what up man I'm not to my own horn, but I called last week. I was one of the last callers, and I talked about the identity of this team and how the offensive line, how we're bigger than you, and we're going to pound you to the ground every play. Yeah, I remember. Not to my own horn, but I think yep. I nailed that. You did. Yeah, That's man. right. I remember that call. Yeah, well done. And, you know, I mean, that game was so outstanding. If you go on Twitter, everything was Jordan Mailata throwing Cam Jordan like a little baby around the field. Like, like <laughs> that was – I was seeing that game after I talked about it so passionately. It was amazing to see the offensive line oh, go yeah. like that. It really was. Um, it, and it's it's fun to watch, right? Watch your guys beat up the other guys. Like, that's that's always fun, man, especially in this city. We, we appreciate that. So enjoyable. And then also with the trusting the team, right, I, I trust them. It's a little hard. I'm a little hard right now just because – how we started. I know it's hard to harp on Nick Sirianni as a first-year head coach and everything, but like we did start at a position of two and five where we could have easily had three or two more wins if we just figured out the run game earlier. Like it kind of scared me how long it took for him to figure it out. But I do trust that he's going to stick to this plan he has, and that makes me want to trust this team and able to make a run to the playoffs. So I, I do, I do have some trust in this team. Chase, great call, man. Keep yeah. coming. Yeah. No, I look. And- I, it's crazy to think that again. Like I. I think the only thing stopping me from saying I fully trust this team is it feels ridiculous to say that because of the first. Well, and we've we've said it, 
we've said it a few times, and I, you know, last caller just said I think there's truth to it. Like if they run the ball like this from week one, it's probably a different season. Yeah. But what I what I will say to counter that though is they just weren't a good team earlier in the year. Like there were penalties, they were sloppy. Like this team has improved in a lot of ways other than just their Dude, run pass ratio. Clearly that's part of it. It's but a great part. you know, Man, the first like three weeks of the season, like the penalties, like the most ever, yeah. and all that stuff. And you're right, they've cleaned that up. And they weren't playing as well, too. Like, they're just, like they, you know, I think they could have ran it 50 times against whoever, and they wouldn't have had the production they had last week like they did. So I, I just think they've improved a lot, too. Let's, it's not just more running calls. Let's squeeze one more in here and go to Wilmington and talk to my guy, Sean. What up, Sean? How you doing, self? What a pleasure, my friend. Thanks Happy for Happy belated Thanksgiving. You hey, too. I want to talk uh, about what that guy called about the draft. But before that, I want to give you two quick points. First of all, the glory days – of the NFC East, which was the most powerhouse. I mean, it was all aggressive in the trenches, and the Eagles are bringing that back. Love it. I'm with you. you hear me yeah, so? I, I, I agree. I love 100%. it. I'm with you, Sean. It's yeah, exciting. And, and uh, as far as the guys that hurt us, Phil Sims, Jay Novacek, and believe it or not, recently when we lost to Washington, Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, I, Kerrigan was one that popped in my head when he was talking about it. It's so hard with Washington in particular because, like, I'd never really care or fear too much because they've been such yep. a dumpster fire for so long. You know, obviously they've won the division a couple times over the last 30 years or whatever, but you never really think like, oh, Washington, I, I really hate playing those guys. So, it, you know, you don't really have that feeling. But Kerrigan's certainly high on that list. So let me give you my real quick point on the draft. Uh, I can guarantee you we're going to trade one of them draft picks away. Because even if Howie hit on all three, when their contracts come up, we're going to have to pay all three of them at once. That's an it, Sean, great call. We're up against it. we got to finish up here. But great call. Always a pleasure. What do you think about that really quick? Because like, I've heard a lot yeah. of people say that, that idea of, like, they can't draft three guys. because they Now, this all presupposes that, you know, all three guys are good and you want to sign them to extensions at the same time. But, but also, like, do you think that is a real issue? It, look, I mean, they, they could definitely trade the pick away. Things possible, but I think you've seen this team's draft strategy just be collect as many rookies as possible. They've really increased their volume of picks, and I, I think yes, they could trade the pick away. But I think Howie would love to take three players in the first round and I'm really wondering. like, yeah, I think they'd prefer to make the picks. But yes, of course, trading's possible. Yeah, I don't I think, think the salaries po- will so impact. That's it. my point. Like trading is certainly possible. Maybe it makes sense. I've talked about the idea of flipping another first forward where you can kind of, you know, keep this going. We have two first this year, two first next year, and kind of flip one of them for that and all that and, like, move it forward more. But I just don't – everyone always says you can't pay three first-round picks or whatever, and never really – that that whole philosophy. Yeah, the salary me. cap's fake. He'll figure <laughs> out a way. If, 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 if the problem is paying three good players at the end of their rookie deal, the Eagles will figure exactly. that out. Exactly. All right, Elliot, uh, we are about to get out of here. Penn State, Michigan State coming up next. Your prediction for tomorrow. Yeah, look, like I said a few times on this show, I think this game is like the Lions game where people are are nervous about it and they're talking themselves into it. The Giants are a complete dumpster fire. They're the biggest joke in the NFL. The Eagles' strength matches up with their weakness. I think the Eagles win this game. I think they get in the 30s, maybe 30-17, something along those lines. Ooh, 30-17. I love that. A dominant performance. And again, uh, Elliot, I'm right there with you. I think the Eagles are a way better team than the Giants right yeah. now. I know the record isn't that... Stark between the two, that different, but it just feels like the Eagles are are, are know who they are and are, are playing that type of ball, and I think they go out, and I think they dominate tomorrow. I'm with you. I think they win, like, uh, let's go 37-21. Mm. 
A dominant Look at you, picking the... a bigger margin of victory than me. What does the season become? All right. Uh, keep it here. Penn State, Michigan State coming up next. And then, of course, the game tomorrow. Check out our pods over the weekend, of course, after the game tomorrow. So, uh, again, for Elliot, uh, I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.